0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey Jonathan, how's it going?
0: It's going good. I'm I'm doing okay in my bracket, Amy. I don't know, did you do a bracket this year?
1: I did. I did. I always do a bracket. I've done a bracket. I've done a bracket since I was in middle school, writing it on a piece of paper and putting it on my bulletin board.
0: You're hardcore. I appreciate that. I, I typically haven't done a bracket, but this year I did one anyway. And yeah. with the, uh, few of the people at work and just to, you know, we have a little bitty trophy that we pass around. I think you knew about that. You might yeah. have been in that a couple of times. Yeah. And I'm doing really well, but your, your vols really let me down last night.
1: Right. Yeah. That, and that, that hurt my bracket as well. So I have this sort of two, you know, this sort of dual experience in the tournament where I have my bracket and then I have teams that I'm just pulling for. The Tennessee game last night was actually hitting on both because I can be happy. You know, I'll, I'll do my bracket to really predict, but if a team I like keeps going and it busts my bracket, I don't care. Last night was hard because I wanted Tennessee to get to the final four. I had them in the final game, so I wanted them to get all the way there and, you know, would have been good for my bracket. So last night was kind of sad.
0: Well, yeah, and the, the day we're releasing this—that's the the big day. We got all the blue bloods playing tonight. It seems right. Duke and North Carolina, Kentucky, right. LSU—all those yeah. basketball schools. Yeah,
1: and so in so, our in our house, we, as you know, and we've discussed this many times. Uh, my team Vanderbilt did not did not have a good year.
0: They were terrible.
1: Yeah, so but they
0: they did what needed to, they needed to do. So
1: we're not going to discuss that. But I've got some uh, connections with the Belmont coach. I'm a big you know fan of of his and of that team.
0: Everybody's a Rick Bird fan.
1: Absolutely, and they should be. They should be. He is a good good man, total class, and always has been. But also, Keith was a student manager at Clemson under Rick Barnes. So while I haven't. Always been, I'm not always a Tennessee fan. We're, we're really excited for uh, what he's done with the program there. So we're pulling, you know, pulling for him and uh, pulled for him at Texas, everywhere. So that uh, kind of all of our teams are out. So now no, we just I'm watch. sorry about that. That's well, okay.
0: What you can do, you can play in the Sibits Madness, SBTS Madness. Our friends over at Southern Seminary, they're giving away more than 100 books from their world-renowned faculty. You can visit sbts.edu slash madness to learn more. Follow the SBTS admissions account on Twitter and you can participate and play in that and possibly win a game, uh, win a book. Very so cool. Yes. This is a, kind of the last big weekend for that. I mean, it'll be around next weekend too, but you only got the three games. So right, right. Is Greg, is kind of Greg, Greg
1: Allison still alive? I understand last week so. a lot of books. Yeah.
0: I think so. Michigan State is one of his books, so I, I do know that, you know, he's he's still going. He's the... He's that guy at the office that filled out the twenty brackets. So yeah. he's got a bunch of bunch of books probably still in play. I haven't looked in to see the uh, the update yet, but very cool. All right, well, Amy, I know it was a big week for you because the SBC Women's Leadership Network officially launched this week.
1: Yeah, this is a big week. It really was. So uh, this was an effort that a number of women across the convention in different roles in churches, entities, uh, uh, just other levels of involvement. We had for years actually built connections slowly with one another, but just began to see the need to have some space for mutual support, encouragement, and for people to, to just meet each other. So after... The SBC last year, a lot of us were talking and we were trying to figure out how to do that. And so over the, over several months since the fall of 2018, we've been talking about exactly how to create that space. And so it culminated in a website that we launched on Monday, uh, with blog for, you know, articles, content, original content. Uh, a podcast that is launching that Jackie King is doing. And then uh, we've got an event that we're going to have that's a networking event at the SBC this year. We'll share more about that as the Eventbrite goes live in the coming weeks. But uh, then we launched a Facebook group in sort of conjunction with it just to give a place for people to connect now because, you know, a website, you sort of sit back and watch.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask how women that that may be listening can get involved. Yeah, the Facebook so, group, I guess, is the the first step there. That,
1: yeah, and we're we and I know not everybody is on Facebook, so you're just trying to get all the touch points that that you possibly can, so you can uh, certainly go to the website. There's an about statement that that sort of shares some of uh, the heart of the steering committee that really put that that really put a lot of work into the launch, and then. There and then you can read content. You can start listening to the podcast. But also, if you're on Facebook, there's a page where the articles will get posted to kind of spread out more. But there's a a Facebook group. Now, this is a a closed group in the sense that we just want to make sure that it is. This is for for SBC women, and so it's not you know it's not like a major gatekeeping you know as far as keeping people out, but it's just closed so it allows space for conversations around that common theme this is not for you don't have to have a particular title anywhere you don't have to be on staff specifically it can be you know volunteering or doing things it can you can just be someone who really wants to grow and develop as a leader uh, or maybe your area is in your community or the marketplace Um, it really is a spot for southern baptist women who want to uh, grow and develop in the area of leadership in whatever sphere they're in uh, to meet each other and to encourage each other and so we we put the Facebook group out there as part of this and that was on Monday and as of Friday morning we've already passed 500 in it and a ton of comments. I looked because you can see uh, like over 3,000 posts, comments, and reactions. So some level of engagement already, uh, because people are just excited to meet one another. So it, it's been a, it's been a busy week and a fun week.
0: Yeah. And my wife has joined that. She so did.
1: She did. I've my already My worlds interacted are colliding. Yeah. I, I've, I've. Because I, I your wife is a, she's, she's children's ministry director. She's an well, know, incredibly talented and she, and this is the perfect place for her. It's great. I know.
0: It just, yeah. it's kind of weird to me that yeah. she's connecting with all these other people that I know. So it's, it, it's, it's just a little strange to me.
1: It's not strange You and, you and Keith all.
0: run in the same streams. Okay.
1: Oh, me and that's Beth, true. we have
0: like two different worlds and right. my worlds are now colliding. Yes. So. It's, it's, it's
1: it's a lot of fun. And, uh, right now a lot of folks introducing themselves in the group, but then, uh, we have some folks, you know, dropping questions in there so that we can, you know, join around different types of conversations and things. And I've already reconnected with people that I, uh, have, have known, but hadn't talked to in a while and then made connections with, um, people in my area here or someone that is, um, That is in a role at the church where I used to be a member and we've connected, you know, had mutual friends and things like that. So it's it's already doing what we had hoped. Uh, and then we just hope there will be more more opportunities. Uh, so the next sort of big connection point will be in Birmingham for the women who are able to to be at the annual meeting. We'll have a, a place for the for all of us to meet then as well and uh, connect with each other. So it's pretty cool.
0: All right. And speaking of women in the SBC, Betsy Gomez has been named the Credentials Committee chair and Muchie Kegbu was uh named the vice chair
1: yeah that was a big announcement and um i i don't know if you do you know betsy gomez jonathan
0: i do not i know of Muche, but i do not know betsy
1: yes uh so she's at first baptist irving texas But she and her husband were here at Southeastern. He got his degree here. And then she also is a student at Southeastern and even is, you know, able to continue where she is. But she also has been very involved in ministry herself in the uh, Hispanic outreach of Revive Our Hearts, which is the ministry that uh, Nancy DeMoss, Nancy Lee DeMoss, Nancy Wolgamuth, has had for some time for women. Betsy's been a part of that for a long time in the Hispanic Outreach arm. And she is just phenomenal. She's a a, a great, great person and a very, very gifted person. And uh, she'll be wonderful at this.
0: And as for Muche Ukegbu, who is named the vice chairman, he's the lead pastor at the Brook Church in Miami. And uh, so he he's down in South Florida, pastoring down there. So, a very diverse leadership, again, on this committee from J.D. Greer. Yes. And while we're doling out congratulations and talking about women in Southeastern, I uh, do want to give a shout out, Julia Bickley, congratulations on her engagement.
1: Yes, exciting.
0: The Ministry to Women professor and director of women's studies at Southeastern got engaged last week. So yeah. we just yeah. wanted to just wanted to say congratulations on that. Don't have a story on that. Baptist Press didn't run anything on that. but
1: Right, but lots of celebrating. Here she yes. uh, she has become a very good friend of mine. And that was really exciting. And so yes, congratulations to her as well. Big, big week. Big week.
0: Yes. And staying in North Carolina with the congratulations, Amy, our good friend Seth Brown has been tapped to lead the North Carolina Baptist News Journal, the biblical recorder. As the current editor president, Alan Bloom is retiring.
1: Yeah, Alan Bloom's retirement had been announced uh, a little while back. He has been an unbelievable leader, uh, pastor for years, and then uh, editor in the state of North Carolina. So Alan is uh, just an incredible influencer and, and has has laid such great... Groundwork in his time at the Biblical Recorder, which has been, has a rich history all on its own. Uh, But his retirement is now here, and Seth Brown got named the editor this week. And that we, we are so excited around here for him. He's just done a lot as the content editor for the Biblical Recorder, highly respected in the state of North Carolina.
0: Yes. So, congratulations to Seth. He's a good friend of the pod, and we are excited for him and for the biblical recorder moving forward more congratulations in or it's like congratulations city this here is the congratulations today. week it really is it really is um mark 2 has been named the 23rd president of Judson College it's a four year women's college down in Alabama was founded and get this amy 1838 yeah so almost 200 years old about 175 years old uh, give or take a few years here um and uh, he's been at Howard Payne the last few years but he began at Judson and was there for about 20 years so he's been at Judson okay he's kind of a Judson institution right and he's going back to serve as president
1: there you go lots of lots of connections I'm always interested whenever things come uh, whenever news comes about Judson College just because I went to a women's college and and uh, am a big supporter of them there are not as many uh, left and so that's uh, great great news for them I uh, I know they're excited to have their president and be moving forward
0: yes uh, north carolina's got a few big women's colleges don't they
1: yeah meredith is here in raleigh my my college converse is in south carolina uh and then there are a handful of others as well yeah. but
0: all right uh the one in winston-salem uh over in, in old town oh, salem salem, salem
1: college yep yeah it is that's right that's right yep. there there's still a handful
0: i thought about old town salem today earlier this morning. It just, for some reason, came to mind. That's right,
1: because you like Old Town Salem, and which always shocks me that you have never been to Colonial Williamsburg, and that's still, I I think you need to set that as a goal.
0: I'll try. Well, we'll get there. Some sad news from the IMB, the former IMB missionary leader in Asia, Steve Smith, passed away after a long illness uh, this past week at age 57.
1: Yeah. So Steve and his wife, Laura, they served with the IMB for 18 years. Um, they started in East Asia and then he directed work among Southeast Asian people. So this, uh, there's a a Baptist press article. We will put that in the show notes, but it, it's clear. Now I, I don't, I never met him. I really just learned about him by this. I really just learned about him in this story, but it's clear that he made quite an impact.
0: Well, yeah, he helped write the T4T yeah. curriculum, the training for trainers, which is the uh, the church planning movement right? mission strategy over there in, in Asia. And, you know, very involved in that obviously made a huge impact in the missions world so our thoughts and prayers are goes goes out to the imb family as well as the smith family all right that's going to do it for the news this week kind of a light news week amy this week
1: and we're we're prepping for next week because we got a big special called meeting coming on tuesday so that's right we're looking for a big story next week so we needed a light light this yes. week lots of congratulations yeah
0: it's kind of like you know the the run the day before the marathon right you, you don't go right. out there and Run a whole lot. You kind of keep yes. your body fresh. Get yes. ready for the next next time. That's right. And that's going to be next week. So big news next week. Follow us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting as much as we can, as much info we can. We won't be in Dallas, but we will be following what's going on. And uh, like they said, they're releasing the name of the executive committee president nominee on Sunday afternoon. So keep an eye on our Twitter feed. Keep an eye over at Baptist Press. And we will... Uh, give you all the information that we can from Dallas and the big meeting of the executive committee next week. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right. So this time, you know how I like to throw things out about surveys that were done uh, just because they're fascinating. This is actually not giving results of a survey, but it gives kind of the, the, it looked like there was a little issue over a survey. Uh, So this was in 1988. It was March 29th. Now, I don't know any details about this. I'd love to go digging into some maybe some uh, historical files somewhere or ask some questions about this, but uh, I'm going to guess because it's in the late '80s that it was probably in. It was probably connected with uh, a, some controversy that was happening at that time. So it's not difficult to to connect the dots there. Uh, but it was a headline article in Baptist Press. That said, telephone poll not conducted for SBC executive committee. And it looks like from the story that there was a a 50-question poll to determine the attitudes and opinions of Southern Baptist pastors and messengers uh, about the recent annual meetings. And uh, it was being done by Hill Research Consultants of Houston. And that and that organization said that the poll was for a private client, which he declined to identify. Now, I'm going to assume... i give you
0: one guess, Amy.
1: Well, I'm going to assume that this was about some of the controversy at the time, but you don't really know. I'm not really sure which uh, side of that controversy would have been hiring Hill re- Research consultants. You can't really tell from the story.
0: One guess, Amy. One guess.
1: So the only thing that the story indicates is that some people who were called got the impression that the survey was for the SBC. And the reason was, apparently, the interviewers were not told who authorized the poll. So the interviewers were just like, hey you know, uh, let's ask, ask questions. So it said the calls were being made to pastors and messengers to recent conventions in five or six states that have a large number of Baptists seeking to determine their impressions of individuals and agencies. It was in Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas, selected randomly from the directory of churches and pastors produced by the Southern Baptist Sunday School Board. So this directory that the Sunday School Board would put out It looks like they were selected randomly, but there was a list that was provided to this group, and then they uh, were, you know, kind of worked through how to do a random sample. But it said also that the... The telephone interviewers, this is the one that, that uh, caught my attention. The telephone interviewers are having an enormously difficult time because many of the people called are contentious and argumentative, often giving lengthy discussions of their opinions. And I thought, well, that is.
0: That's Southern Baptist.
1: Yeah. So I got kind of <laughs> tickled about that. That, you know, you, you, the, the thing that amused me in this is that this is just this research group. And it makes you wonder if the interviewers were like, what in the world have we gotten into? We're just trying to ask questions. But they had 50 questions to throw out there. And it was a really contentious time. So I would imagine Southern Baptists on, from any perspective, probably had very detailed opinions. It was very, it was very interesting. They worked to, to have it balanced, said that this research firm in part of their contract, you know, you have to to release the facts and things like that. Now, I have no idea what happened to this survey. May it could be somewhere. It could be in another Baptist press thing later. I'm not sure, but it was just it just was something that caught my attention because I like to tell results of surveys when I see them because they tell us something about Southern Baptists at the time. This was one on the front end where the SBC uh, Executive Committee was like, "Hey, this is not us. This is not us." So a lot of folks were getting calls. Uh, in 1988, uh, so much so that they uh, they needed to release something about it, and it all happened this week in SBC history.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. Some of the things that went on back then in the 80s in the SPC just uh, just amazing. So, All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is?
1: Mine is an article this week that was on the Intersect Project, and um, – that's uh, one of the websites at Southeastern from a friend of mine, Adrienne Miles. She is a, she teaches English and linguistics at the college at Southeastern, and she wrote an article uh, that was uh, that was about it. Really, is about the the abuse conversation, um, and it's called "Abuse Is Not New: Me Too Confessions of a Middle Aged Baptist Woman." And it's just a very heartfelt article, really about how women have dealt with this for generations. And uh, so I, I don't want to say too much. I want to let her her speak, but I want to throw that link in there because I think it's worth reading.
0: All right. My resource of the week is the brand new book from Jared C. Wilson, The Gospel Driven Church. And I, I got the final version of this just a couple of weeks ago. And I haven't cracked it open yet. It's it's my next read when I finish The Unsaved Christian by Dean and Sarah. I will pop into The Gospel Driven Church by Jared C. Wilson. Uh, Jared is one of my favorite authors, and I try to read everything that he writes. So uh, I am a big fan of his and everything that he writes. So I, I highly encourage you. Everything Jared writes is good. I listen to his sermons a lot of times when I travel. And uh, I'll download podcasts or whatever places that he's preached, conferences that he's preached, and, and listen to him. So I'm a, I'm a big Jared Wilson fan. So I recommend The Gospel Driven Church, his latest book, and you can pick it up, uh, the link at the website. There you go. All right, Amy, like you said, big week coming next week with the special called executive committee meeting in Dallas uh, to possibly elect a new president of the executive committee a, a post that has been vacant actually Amy a year from today Wow and uh, we are uh, anxious to have a new leader over at the executive committee and uh, excited for everything that that will entail so uh, again, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, watch the uh, the website for. Uh, news and information about that, and anything else that may drop next week. We still have a couple of entity head searches going on at other institutions, so never know when we may get news about those,
1: including one that r- really matters to you. So yes, you'll you'll let us know, huh?
0: Yes, as soon as I know something, which I don't. So
1: right, right. <laughs> so you're you're like the re- you're like everybody else, just wanting that news to break. So
0: wait and see. Exactly. Yeah. So all right. Well, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.